0: Let's get you paid. You're a voice actor. You're an entrepreneur. You're a V.O.preneur. Welcome to the Everyday V.O.preneur podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. Your number one marketing tool is your voiceover demos. When you're posting them online, you want to be sure they're playable on any device and with any browser. The VoiceAmp player does exactly that. Sign up at msvo.me slash msvoicesam and receive three months of Voice Sam for the price of one. Sign up now at msvo.me slash msvoicesam. The Veopreneur Podcast. Hey, it doesn't suck. Not as funny as Conan. Not as cute as Seth Myers. Not as smart as Colbert. But he's one of us, and that counts for something. Here's Mark Scott, the original everyday Veopreneur. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Everyday VOpreneur podcast, your guide through the business of voiceover. I have a feeling that this week's episode is going to be a popular episode because this week we're going to talk all about getting you paid. You know, we love to discuss, or should I say, debate rates. It happens just about every single day. We also love complaining about not getting paid, something that if you go onto the Facebook groups, for example, happens just about every day. Now, getting paid, on the other hand, well, that's a topic that seems to be a little bit more taboo. That's a topic that doesn't get talked about a whole lot. And so I thought, you know what, that's going to make for a really great podcast episode. Let's talk about some tips for getting you paid. Now, when it comes to voiceover rates, there are a few rules that I think that you need to live by. And these are learned from experience. First and foremost, clients that pay the least, most often are the clients that demand the most. So that is something that you're definitely going to want to take into consideration. Clients consistently offering low budgets don't generally one day start offering high budgets. Now, I'm not saying that it's not possible. I'm saying that it is improbable. So if a client comes to you and says, look, if you'll just do this first one at budget X, I promise you on the next one, you're going to get budget Y. Generally speaking, budget Y ends up being the same as budget X. That is to say, once you do the first job for a cheap rate, now they know you're willing to work for a cheap rate, so they're probably going to keep making you work for a cheap rate. Do your research. Do your clients' post rates. What I mean by that is, let's say that you're working for a particular video production company. Maybe you can go onto their website and you can get a sense from their website of what they are charging to have a video produced. So, if you go online and you see that they are offering animated explainer videos for 299 bucks, it's fairly easy to assume at that point that they're not going to be paying any more than 5 or 10 bucks for the voiceover. So, you qualify your leads up front, it can save you a lot of hassles on the back end. Now, the other thing that I think is really important is don't go in assuming that every client with a low budget is trying to screw you. And I think that this is where a lot of voice actors drop the ball. I don't know about you, but if I need to hire a plumber, I don't know what the going rate card is for a plumber. So I can't say whether the rates are high or whether the rates are low. I don't know if his budget is fair or if his budget is low. I don't know that if the budget that I have set aside for this plumbing job is even realistic because I don't know anything about the rates for plumbing. It is entirely possible, probable, that there are clients that are hiring you for voiceover that are the same way. They don't know what they don't know. Sometimes it really is a matter of education. So don't go in assuming that every client with a low budget is trying to screw you. Be patient, be respectful, and be professional. Take the time to help them understand why you're charging what you're charging. I think this is really important. Now, over the years, since uh, I want to say 2013, um, literally thousands of voiceover jobs done, 100% payment on invoices. And so what I want to do in this episode is is just give you a few of the tips and tricks that I have picked up over the years that have allowed me to maintain 100% payment on my invoices. Because I know that with freelance work, it isn't always easy to get paid. And I also know that in a global economy, seldom do you actually know your end client, right? Most of this communication is happening via the internet. Maybe you're communicating back and forth via email, or maybe you're communicating back and forth through social media. And so sometimes things get lost in translation. And in today's day and age, where more and more voice actors are working directly with the end client, that means that we also don't have agents working as a middleman to help us sort some of this stuff out. So there are a few rules that I live by that have helped me to maintain that 100% payment rate. And first and foremost is sending the invoice with the audio. And this is something that I didn't always do in the beginning, and it was a lesson that was learned the hard way. I used to send the final audio and wait for approval from the client before I would send the invoice. The problem was sometimes the approval happens instantaneously sometimes the approval takes two months. And so while I'm trying to keep track of what job has been approved, what job hasn't been approved, and all of that, I literally I was losing track. And so invoices were falling through the cracks. So that is when I made a decision to send the invoice with the final audio. So literally, one email gets sent with the attached MP3, and 15 seconds later, an invoice goes out from my accounting software, just like that. They go together. Makes my life a lot easier. So do not wait until the project is complete. I have automated reminders set for 30 days, which is my current payment terms. But within the software that I use, which is waveapps.com, by the way, for those of you that are interested, www.waveapps.com. That's W-A-V-E, apps.com. And I'll throw that in the show notes as well. So I have an automated reminder set for 30 days, And then there is another reminder that goes out seven days past due and 14 days past due. With that automated reminder for 30 days, I will often send a little note. And that note basically is this. Hey, Bob, this is just a quick note to follow up to confirm that you have everything that you need from me to wrap up the X project. If you need the invoice resent, let me know. Thanks again for the opportunity. Looking forward to the next one. Quick, simple, short, to the point, friendly, not getting angry. At this point, 30 days, to me, that is not the nuclear meltdown zone. And I know for a lot of voice actors, they feel differently, but for me, I'm not losing any sleep over 30 days at this point. So be friendly because what is the saying? You catch more flies with honey. Always keep it friendly, always keep it professional. Kindness is gonna produce far greater results than threats, anger, and rude assumptions. I want you to think about this from your own perspective. If somebody comes at you, being rude, being angry, dropping threats, for example, what happens? Your back goes up, right? You go on the defensive. And seldom does anything productive come from the defensive. When you are on the defensive and your back is up now, do you feel like giving in to anything that the person on the other side is asking for? Not likely. That is why being kind and being friendly is essential to this. Now, if you receive no response to the 30-day reminder... I'll send a follow-up, 45 days. Hey Bob, hope you're doing well. Just wanted to quickly follow up regarding invoice number X dated X for X project. Would you be able to confirm that you received this invoice and if payment is in progress? Please let me know if you require the invoice to be resent. Thanks for taking care of this. I appreciate it, Mark. So with this one, you're politely prompting them to action by thanking them in advance for it. 9 out of 10 times, if it goes past the 30-day reminder, which for me it very seldom does, the 45-day reminder always gets things done. Now, if it goes past 45 days, I do have a strategy for a 60-day reminder. But once again, I'm still keeping it absolutely respectful. Hey, Tom, hope you're doing well. Sorry to bother you again. And by saying that, You're taking all of the blame off of them and you're making it seem like you're the nuisance, which actually has a reverse psychological effect. Because now they're like, why is he apologizing? I'm the one that's late. You understand what I'm saying? So let's read this again. Hey, Tom, hope you're doing well. Sorry to bother you again. I noticed invoice X dated X for the X project is still outstanding and I wanted to follow up with you. I've included a copy of the invoice in this note just in case you didn't receive it originally or if it's been lost in the shuffle. Thanks for looking into this for me. In the meantime, if there's anything else I can do for you, please let me know. Once again, you're keeping it short. You're keeping it respectful. You're keeping it professional. You're keeping it friendly. Any time that I have sent this email, which has only happened a handful of times, that's the one that has always got the results. Now, there are a lot of explanations for why somebody hasn't paid you. And only one of those explanations is that they are trying to screw you. Some companies are on longer terms, particularly with corporate clients. It's actually not uncommon for a 60-day processing cycle. And that doesn't specifically mean 60 days from the day you send the invoice. That means 60 days from the day they submitted the invoice. Some companies only send out checks once a month on a particular day. And so you just got to fall into that cycle. So that's another possible explanation. You know, for me being in Canada... I do have clients that still mail out checks, and the postal system is a relic of prehistoric times, and it could just be that your check is taking a month to arrive. I have actually had clients pay for priority postage, like $30 for priority postage, to send me a check that's still taken almost six weeks to get here. Maybe the check is lost in the mail. Sometimes invoices get lost. Plain and simple. Have you ever lost a piece of paperwork? Has an email ever slip through the cracks with you? It happens. Sometimes that's the only explanation, and that's why those follow-ups, those respectful follow-ups, can often be what gets it done. Sometimes staff changes. I've had this happen before, where the person that I was dealing with moved on to another company, somebody new came in to fill their role, and it took them a while to get up to speed. They don't know me. They don't know the job. They weren't around when the invoice got sent. A perfectly reasonable explanation that has nothing to do with them trying to screw me. But what if someone was on vacation? Another option that is entirely within the realm of possibility. I have had a situation like this where the client was on a cruise and they forgot. It was an innocent mistake. Now, if I would gotten nasty and ignorant out of the gate, how do you think that would have played out for me? But because I was respectful about the situation, they ultimately ended up being apologetic. The invoice got paid. Never had a problem since then. So, always be respectful. Something else that you want to take into consideration, the easier you make it to get paid, the easier it will be for your clients to pay you. And this is one of the reasons why I offer a lot of different payment options for my clients. You can't just push them in one direction. And you also need to consider international restrictions as well. So for me, I've got clients that pay me via Stripe. So they do credit card payment through my website, through a secure section of my website. I've got clients that pay me via PayPal. I've got certain clients overseas that don't have the ability to use PayPal, but they pay me via Western Union. Not a big deal. I have clients that send me checks. I have clients that do e-transfers to me. And I also have clients that do wire transfers, which I'm not as big of a fan of because you pay a pretty hefty fee on those wire transfers. But hey, if it's the difference between getting paid or not, I deal with it. I know that TransferWise is another really popular option that a lot of people are starting to use now. And if you use Wave apps, which, again, that's the invoicing software that I use, it has the ability to process credit cards and get your payments made instantly. Quickly, to touch on processing fees for PayPal, Stripe, etc., never, ever have I passed those fees on to my clients. Not once. Have I passed those fees on to my clients? I am never going to nickel and dime my clients over something as insignificant in the grand scheme of things as merchant account fees, which is what they are called. First of all, because I can write them off. So it doesn't matter. And second of all, think about it like this. You're providing a service in your voiceover business and you're invoicing that client for your service because you've provided the service and you expect to get paid. Well, guess what? Stripe is a service. Without Stripe, you don't have the ability to process credit cards. Without the ability to process credit cards, you don't have the ability to get paid as easily. You don't have the ability to offer a convenient payment option for your clients. So Stripe is providing a valuable service for your business. So if you deserve to get paid for your voiceover services, why doesn't Stripe deserve to get paid for their services? You can't do business without Stripe or PayPal or, TransferWise or all of these different companies. So why shouldn't they be getting paid? I will never pass those fees along to my clients. So just to quickly recap what we've covered so far, invoice immediately, send a 30-day reminder, always be polite and respectful, have a note for a 45-day reminder, have a note for a 60-day reminder if necessary, and to avoid all of that, make getting paid really easy in the first place, and then you're much more likely to get paid on time. My average payment, I think, is 26 days now. And part of the reason why I was able to get it to 26 days is because of offering multiple ways to get paid. The credit card one was definitely the biggest for me. So many people now have rewards cards. They're collecting miles for groceries. They're collecting miles for travel. They're collecting points to spend it walmart i don't know whatever everybody's got a rewards card and everybody's trying to rack up points on their rewards card as soon as i started giving my clients the ability to pay easily with a credit card my time to payment started dropping pretty quickly it was awesome here's a couple other things that i want you to consider nine out of ten times you're going to have a sense of whether or not a client is worth it listen to your gut if somebody reaches out to you and you feel like it's sketchy, if you just you just got that feeling, you just know something isn't right or something doesn't sit right with you, if something makes you nervous, listen to your gut. Know up front that certain overseas markets are going to pay less. This is just something that you need to take into consideration. Pay attention to their communication, how quickly they respond, you know, what are they saying in their messages? And when in doubt, don't be afraid to ask for half up front. Now, this is something that I have only done a handful of times in my business, but I'm also very selective about the clients that I work with, and so I've never had any problem. But when in doubt, don't be afraid to ask for that half up front. It's all in how you approach it. If you approach it from an I don't trust you and I think you're going to screw me standpoint, is that really the best way to kick off a relationship? Probably not. But if you offer it as a standard practice from my business you're maybe not going to get as much pushback on it. So always trust your gut. Now, let's talk about invoices quickly because I think there are a few things that you need to include on your invoices and all of these things also are going to help you to get paid faster. Make sure that you have your full name. Make sure that you have all of your contact information. How is somebody going to send you a check if your invoice only contains your email address? Every invoice that I send out, Name, address, phone number. Have your business number if you have one. I have to have a tax ID for being in Canada for my Canadian clients. Checks payable information. This is a really important one. So let's say that you use a stage name, right? If your name is Bob Smith, but you do voiceover as Bob Jones, if somebody writes a check to Bob Jones, you're not going to be able to cash it at your bank. So make sure that there's check payable information in your invoice. Please make checks payable to Bob Smith. On all of my invoices, I also include information for my PayPal account and a URL for my Stripe payment page so that they can quickly click that link and go and pay their invoices. Every invoice has an invoice number, and I reset my numbers at the beginning of every year. So my invoices for this year start out, you know, 2020-001, and that just helps me to keep everything straight year over year. And then also, client name. Client address, job ID, because sometimes that's the reason why you're not getting paid. Certain companies require you to have certain information included in the invoice, and that could include a unique job ID or unique job description. And so those are things that you want to find out from your clients up front. Make sure that all of the appropriate information is going into the invoice, because that is going to make it easier for you to get paid. This topic is one that a lot of voice actors don't like to talk about because it's business. And we don't want to do business. We want to be in the studio. We want to be working on recordings. We don't want to have to deal with all of this stuff. But the fact of the matter is, you're a business owner now. Invoicing, bookkeeping, accounting, accounts payable, accounts receivable, all of this stuff is part of your responsibility as a VOPreneur, until such a time as you decide that you're going to outsource it if you ever get yourself there. Having the right tools for the job is going to make your life so much easier. WaveApps.com is the accounting software that I use. It's free. It's very powerful. It was referred to me by my accountant. At the end of the year, I just have to give him access. He signs in. He gets all the reports that he needs. He's able to file my tax returns. Quick, easy, simple, done. Whatever it is that you use, whether it's Wave, QuickBooks, FreshBooks, there's a lot of different options out there. I do think that using proper accounting software for doing your invoicing makes a huge difference. I tried to do all this stuff in Excel for a long time, and it was a pain in the butt. And it was really hard to keep track of. One of the reasons why I like Wave, I can sign in at any given moment. I can know exactly how much money I've made this month. I can see exactly what my expenses are. I can see exactly what invoices are overdue. I can see exactly what invoices are coming due. I can very quickly just click a button and resend an invoice. I can very easily just click a button and send a reminder on an invoice. It takes a lot of the guesswork out. It simplifies the process. The easier it is for you, the more likely that you are to follow through on it. And not only that, but it does make you look more professional. If you are sending emails and Excel invoices and trying to just Cobble everything together because you want to do it for free, it does make you look more amateur. And there's no reason to do it that way when tools like Wave apps exist and allow you to use them for free. Invoices go out immediately, reminders get automated. Always keep it friendly and professional. And know that for all of the reasons that you are not getting paid as quickly as you would like, getting screwed is only one of those reasons, and seldom is it the actual reason. I promise you that. If you're working with good clients, if you're vetting them up front, if you're treating the business professionally, it doesn't have to be that hard. 100% payment on invoices, a streak going back to 2012. And I did it doing all the things that we just talked about in this episode. I hope that it's a help for you. And here is to 100% payment on your invoices in 2020. Thanks so much for checking out another episode of the podcast, guys. Remember, you never have to miss one of these episodes. You can listen to any episode anytime by going onto the website at veopreneur.com. You can also subscribe wherever fine podcasts are given away for free, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean. And by the way, while you're at it, head over to veopreneur.com, click on the Shop button and pick up a VOpreneur or a voiceover hoodie for yourself. Keep yourself warm this winter, and all of the proceeds from those VOpreneur hoodies and voiceover hoodies are what is helping to keep this podcast operating and pay the expenses of it. Thanks so much for listening, guys. I'll catch you on the next one. The Everyday VOpreneur Podcast. Available everywhere fine podcasts are given away for free. Mostly, we think. Your number one marketing tool is your voiceover demos. When you're posting them online, you want to be sure they're playable on any device and with any browser. The Voice Sam player does exactly that. Sign up at msvome msvoicesam and receive three months of Voice Sam for the price of one. Sign up now at msvome msvoicesam. and sing. And that's a wrap. Thanks for hanging in. Thanks for hanging out. Want more VOpreneur goodness? jump online at veopreneur.com